If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with someone who is new to the show, but definitely not new to the local music scene. Uh, I just in, in kind of looking back at some of the projects you've been in, uh, I have albums by some of the projects you've been in, and you've been in quite a number of them <laughs> over the years. So I, I think the best way to start this off, I, I know we're talking about on this episode what you're working on now, but you do have a, a pretty interesting history sort of in, in Manitoba music. So I'm hoping that you can maybe give some background on, on, on where you've come from and where you are now and what you're doing now as an artist. Yeah, well, uh, I, my name is Ariane Chang, born and raised in Winnipeg, um, from, like, born in a French family, so, um, you know, French is my first language. Um, both my parents are musicians, and um, so there was always a lot of music around the house. My dad was a professional musician. My mom was kind of in the closet a little bit. She, she went to, she was a classical pianist, but she never plays anymore she only played kind of secretly when we were kids and um so yeah from an early age i was kind of surrounded by music and and listening to their records or my dad playing and those are my earliest influences and uh, i was really really shy kid so um i only sang in the closet myself um and when nobody was home and although I knew that that this is what I wanted to do, I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to do shows and stuff, but I was so, so shy. Um, so I didn't sing uh, outside of the house um, until I was in high school. Oh, wow. And um, and I when I finally did start doing shows, um, I was really lucky. I had a lot of good friends that were musicians, so it kind of all fell into place for me to just be able to start doing gigs. And when I started doing gigs, it just kind of rolled from there. Um, I ended up doing um, kind of local French kind of competition stuff um, that brought me eventually to like a national or international um, competition and uh, on the French side of things. Um, And then from there, I just joined a few different bands. So my first my first official band, like that was um, more professional, I guess, is uh, Madrigaya. And uh, so my first experience touring with Madrigaya, I was quite young. I was late teens. Okay, okay. Um, just turning into an adult <laughs> when we started touring and making music together. And um, from there... After Madrigaya ended, I I um, founded with a few of the other girls, uh, Shikem. Yeah. Um, and that was that was the band that kind of shook me all over the place. Um, 
And where I really started to hone my songwriting chops, because in Madrigaya, we were mostly doing, uh, we were borrowing music from different um, cultures. And um, we were an a cappella band that, that with a lot of vocalists. Yeah, <laughs> so, there was a lot of people in that group. Uh, that's kind of where I, yeah, we were like, at our, I think the most vocalists we were at one time was about seven. And, um, but that's kind of another place I, I honed my chops as a singer as, and I developed my ear further for harmony and then um, also just composition trying to build build um, songs with just vocals it was kind of an interesting exercise and from there with Shikamin we just continued that and kind of developed into songwriting and and more arranging and stuff so yeah and then after Shikamin I think um I left Shikamin before the end of Shikamin um, because I just needed to to step back for my own mental health. And I was a little bit lost after that. I was, uh, I didn't quite know what to do with myself. I knew that I wanted to keep doing music, but yeah. I kind of stepped back from the spotlight and did more, more um, kind of backup vocals for different local bands, didn't tour really. Um, um yeah so local bands on the french side and the english side i do stuff with jp ho still and doing that kind of stuff kind of became my main gig um until i decided to um out of the blue kind of launch a solo <laughs> project and uh which turned into Sada, which is what i'm doing now right and, and I, that's what we want to talk about i mean i i definitely recognize your name from from chic i mean like for sure that that's that's the main um the main group that I, I recognize your name from. And uh, yeah. that, that was a very successful group. I mean, in terms of uh, a band that got a lot yeah. of recognition outside of Winnipeg and outside of Manitoba, uh, obviously that helps with whatever project you were uh, going to go on to afterwards. I mean, doing it solo, you have all this experience now from touring and from recording and, and from being in these bands that have, you know, at varying levels of success, kind of gone out there and, and done it, especially from a very young age. So I imagine that all of that experience kind of helps going forward with um with your solo project for sure for sure i mean for me the experience is is the main thing right now i mean as far as contacts go i did take a long break between shikamin and launching my project um and and it's it's a project that's entirely like french music so with Shikamin, I always did some French music, but we were very much touring in the English market. So I'm finding myself in a weird spot where like, clearly I can speak English and <laughs> and uh, like most of my contacts are kind of in the English world and they're older contacts, right? Like yeah. stuff has changed so much since like I left Shikamin um, and I haven't really toured much. so. I'm having to kind of reconnect with people and like start from scratch in certain ways. But then at the same time, you know, like I have the experience, I have also like a great group of people around me to help me build something and, and, and realize kind of what's been in my mind for so long. Um, but it is, it is a bit of a weird spot to be in, you know, like I, I'm, a francophone living in Winnipeg. I do only French music. Um, although I'm fully capable of doing like a bilingual show in the sense that I I can speak English, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And and sometimes I find it much easier to express myself in English than in French um, for talking anyways. Singing and making music or writing songs is a little bit different, obviously, which is why I write in French. But um, But there's not really a French industry here right so I'm, I'm i really want to to be doing more um out west and and different places around canada kind of tapping back into the markets and where i was playing with chic gamine but i'm finding it a little bit more difficult than i thought um and i think that i have to probably um focus more on the french markets but that's a whole new territory for me yeah Pour créer 
Yeah, and I was going to ask about that too because I mean, although obviously things have um like I think because of the internet and because of the way people sort of consume music and share music nowadays, everything's gotten mixed up uh, as far as genres and and styles and everyone listens to everything now, which is great. But I do feel yeah. like the Fran- francophone music community is is still a, a very separate thing. Um there are definitely bands and artists that that cross over and that are have audiences in in the, in the English English crowd and the French crowd, but mm. there's still sort of this very distinct in this province anyway, French music scene. And so what do you think, it, it, sure. did you like having that as, a, as, a, as, a, as kind of its, its standalone, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like cultural item, I guess, or, or would you rather see <laughs> the French get more kind of integrated with the, the overall Manitoba music scene, which is primarily in English? If that makes sense. Sorry. Yeah, totally. I totally understand. I. It's funny because I think there are perks to being just French and you get like these cool opportunities that you wouldn't get um, in a sense if you were doing English music only. Um, but because I really would like to keep feeling like I'm I'm part of like the Manitoba music community and play just not just at the francophone venues, you yeah. know, I, I want to play for my peers and, and with the people um, like the musicians with whom I kind of grew up making music that are kind of, you know, on the Anglophone side, if you will. Um, I would love to be doing more. And, and, and I think people are, are open to it. I don't think it's because they're close to it. I, I think for me, because I am kind of starting out again, you know, in a sense, I think a lot of people aren't aware of what I'm doing. Sure. Um, and that might be part of it. Um, and I don't have a huge draw, you know, like at this point, but I think I would really love to just tap back into that market and have that flexibility to like go between both the French and the English world. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out right now. I don't exactly know where I fit in. I know where I want to fit in. I want to be able to navigate those two industries and do music for just anybody. I know that there's there are a lot of people who are open to to listen to French music. There's a lot of people who listen to music that don't have lyrics and that are yeah. totally into it, you know, and and you you go to the folk fest and there's there's people from all over the world doing music in all kinds of languages and everybody's enjoying it, you know. And same with the jazz fest. So Totally. I'm hoping I'm really hoping that yeah, I'll be able to kind of jump back in and do those kinds of shows again. Well, I think there's a surprising number of people in Winnipeg too and in Manitoba that understand French at least, whether they speak it fluently or not. They have, I mean, you know, they could have been in French immersion. They could have just taken basic French at school. They Maybe they, you know, watched French cartoons as a kid. I mean, and they have some kind of uh, at least basic knowledge of the language, enough that they can kind of, uh, it's an in for them, right? They can understand the song titles. They can understand the basic message, if not, clearly understand everything you're singing about. And so there's it's kind of like this underground, um, like in the French closet, people who are, who speak the language or understand it. And I just haven't sort of, they're not publicly using it every day. Yeah, for sure. And like, I think, you know, it wouldn't take much for, for those people who have studied at some point to kind of get back into it. Um, case in point, our friend Alexa Dirks, 
who, when we were in Shikamin, like she took French in school, in high school, and um, she wasn't speaking a lot. And then when she started, you know, when we she joined the band, she was like, we were four French speakers and she was the only one that wasn't like born a French speaker. And she like, she got used to it real fast and started yeah. like actually even speaking in French at, at shows and stuff like that. So to all of you who feel <laughs> like you can't, don't give up <laughs> you can do it and you know the best way to do it is through through music you know um even like whether it's reading lyrics or um just just coming to listen you'll catch a few words here and there you don't have to have a conversation you know and yeah. you don't have to worry about not being good enough or you know fluent enough like you know just just being there is awesome yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, I'm one of those people too. I was in French immersion all through school and, you know, I, I, I still watch movies in French sometimes. I listen to hockey games in French on the radio, but I, I never awesome. speak it. I never have an opportunity to speak it. And I think at this point, I'm in that group of people who's kind of like, I'm embarrassed by my accent at this point, but I will gladly seek out French music and French art and, and, and everything else. So I think there's a lot of us just kind of in the underground who uh, <laughs> have totally. the skill but they haven't used what? in years. You know what? Like... <laughs> A lot of fluent French speakers are in that same boat, oddly enough. You know, like in Winnipeg, obviously we're a minority yeah. in Manitoba even. And uh, people are super self-conscious of their French. And they, like, they feel very judged and they are very judged. <laughs> that is the thing. I know French speakers that choose not to write music in French for that reason, because the French is scrutinized. Like it's like this weird old school kind of thing where you 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 kind of get shunned if you're not perfect. But nobody's perfect. And like me, like doing interviews in French, I still get stressed out <laughs> by it. It's because I'm very conscious of the fact that they are listening and they're listening to my accent that is not from Quebec, not from France. Sure. And judging it, and I'm overthinking everything. So. Don't worry, like you know, you're not alone in your your in that. Like we we all feel that way. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear.
with this with this project, you, you solo project now. When it comes to you mentioned earlier about you know writing in French and and what is it that what is the difference for you? I mean, as someone who speaks both languages, as far as writing songs in English versus French, is French just more naturally comfortable, or do you feel like you can express things differently in each language, or are they about the same for you at this point? They're very different. Um, I feel like expressing myself in English when I speak, like sometimes I have more ease doing that. Um, but when I write, I feel like things don't come out as well. Um, I, I feel like French, the French language allows me to kind of create imagery and like just some sort of like poetry much easier than I would in English. And I don't know if it's because I've been oversaturated with like crappy pop tunes in English <laughs> and I just like naturally go to the cliche and I'm not into it. Or if it's just like, I, I also just don't have as much experience writing in English. Like I, I, I've, I'm a little bit more fine tuned in French. Um, but also like the musicality of the language is very different. Sure, so, yeah, yeah. so that will determine like what kind of melody, what kind of beat, whatever, goes with that language right so it's it's interesting because like you if you listen to you know people doing soul music or like funk music in english like that's you know so we grew up listening to that's the language for me that that music you know that i'm used to hearing it in so yeah. um so hearing it in French is like so weird because music, musically speaking, like it sounds not the same. <laughs> not to say that it's wrong because I, I think you know, we can all express ourselves the way we want, but it never sounds as authentic because that's not what I heard it sung. That language I heard it sung in at first, right? Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't have the same oomph. Well, I'm gonna. It's interesting you mentioned funk and soul because in listening to some of your stuff before we did this interview, there definitely seems to be some of that in there. I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna ask you the worst question that everyone hates answering, but it's the <laughs> how do you define what it is that you do? And I know what, the reason it sucks is because there's so many subgenres and subgenres of subgenres yeah. of subgenres these days, and and it's all so 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 vague. But I mean, there's there's obviously pop influence there's obviously uh some funkier stuff happening in the background there's some electronic things what how do you define it mm -hmm. if, if you have to do like a cole's notes kind of quick version of what you play well i guess it's like franco alternative pop okay okay <laughs> but with like you know because of everything that i've done like uh, musically speaking i i've you know been in kind of a world music band um i've been in a kind of pop very soul funky influenced yeah. band like i have those those different notes and jazz too i i would think i'm also i think you can categorize almost anything as jazz so um <laughs> so uh yeah i i i think like it's hard to classify to me that's probably the closest thing it, it's definitely pop it's kind of all a different kind of than what you would hear in the mainstream for sure. Um, yeah. So I say classic as, as francophone as well, um, alternative pop. Okay, well that's with a, like that's, you know influences from all those places. That's descriptive though. Francophone alternative pop is it, it's definitely a, a more kind of nailed in genre than just saying it's pop yeah. or just saying it's you know yeah yeah, yeah for sure. So for sure, <laughs> um, you have a record coming out uh, next month, and so. 
in this yeah. kind of weird um, environment that we're in for music now where, you know, it's very different than it was even five, 10 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, as far as how music is promoted, how it's put out there, how it's defined, like we just kind of determined <laughs> with the genres. Um, how, what is it like for you now to release an album in 2023 in this kind of world where you don't necessarily know where people are going to get music from because there's so many different options uh, where they can hear it and like everyone and their dog is putting records out which is great but it, it kind of makes it harder to, to make yourself heard what is that like for you kind of sure. knowing that you're entering this weird online world where there's so much music out there and you obviously want yours to get to get ears on it right you want people to listen to it but is that a difficult sort of uh thing to, to wrap your mind around well I think I feel like it's like this mechanical thing like you know what you have to do and you just do it and then the odds are the odds right. you know like you you might end up on a playlist if so you'll get few more listens than you would otherwise I'm not touring right now so I mean I'm not going to be getting a ton of you know I'm not expecting to be like discovered or like you know to get huge huge amounts of listens like i i'd, I'd like to get more yeah of course yeah. um but i think right now it's like i just focusing on on making the music and because that's that's my favorite part is you know the creating creative process the nerding out on like arranging a tune and just working with friends to kind of bring it to the next level and and to share it you know um so it's like of course my goal would be to to just to have more people hear it and share it with more people on the road and um but for now it's like it's a mechanical process like you're i'm just i know what i have to do i have to you know promote it online i have to create posts i have to be in communications with my graphic artists and yeah. create the artwork for the single and like give it to my distributor and like try to get you know as much uh, as much stuff that i can be heard on radio online um yeah lots of i think i think it would be a game changer if i could if i could um sorry my ears keep falling out my ears are too small for these things <laughs> um if i could if i could land on some really listen to playlists i mean i think it would it would be helpful but that's totally out of my control so at some point you just have to be like i'm doing this because i love it yeah i'm showing it to people because i love it um i'm hoping that it will help me kind of eventually grow this project and uh, ideally like like grow this ecosystem of a creative life that I, so that I can just keep doing it and sharing it. And that that's my goal right now. I think that's a really good attitude to have towards it too, is, is kind of not, um, yeah, not, not expecting that you're going to suddenly blow up, but if it happens, it's great. Right. And you're, you're doing it anyway, regardless yeah. of, of, of what the, yeah, that's awesome. Tes 
s'intègre mon écho, brûle toutes mes photos. this record what are the details on the album when, when does it come out when how can people hear it and then how can people see you live well the album is coming out on april 14th online um and i'm doing a big concert an album release first time i do that on my own um on april 15th at the ccfm oh cool okay um yeah and it's like it's a pretty big project like i've never put on this kind of show i've been doing shows forever but I've never, like, it's the first time I'm working with somebody to design, like, decor, lighting design, um, and all that stuff. So that's pretty, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. A little bit scary. But for now, like, that's kind of where I put all my eggs in that basket. And um, I'm hoping to get a few other gigs. Probably going to be more local this summer. Um, and, yeah, so, so... That's where I'm at for that. <laughs> Does that, um, those design elements and everything, is that all connected to sort of the themes and the topics in the record and then the artwork on the record and things like that? Yeah, well, I since I lost, I, I kind of launched uh, my project with a specific aesthetic in mind. Like, I really love black and white um, 
images, photos, I feel like when we look at them, we kind of see them in a, from a different perspective because it's lost some of some of the coloring. And so you're focusing on different things. And that's kind of my goal when I'm writing now is to kind of dig a little bit deeper and kind of look at things from a different perspective um, to offer something different um, to the listeners and to myself as well, because I've never necessarily been the kind of person who questioned a lot and who who was always looking for answers. And now I, I am, I'm, I'm learning to do that. So, um, so yeah, the theme, like the visual theme for my project is definitely black and white. All the images that I share most of the time anyways are, are kind of black and white. And, and I, I was hoping to create some sort of a, a link between the visuals that we, that I share online or that I'm going to have on the album um, with the actual show. Oh, cool. And I've always, I always wear the black and white stuff, but it's, we're, we're just bringing it a little bit further with the decor and uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it was something, it was, I was lucky enough to get some, some um, funding from the Manitoba Arts Council. And so I was able to do something like this. And it's really nice because I, I launched the project during the pandemic. And so, um, you know, I didn't get to do an album release the first time. And I, I didn't, I haven't really been able to get going on touring and stuff because every time I kind of take momentum, I kind of lose it with the shutdown. Of anyway, course, so, yeah. yeah. So now, now because I, I, I wasn't already kind of going before that, it's, it's, it's taken a bit more time to get going. So what's nice about this is that like, I'm able to really focus my energy on making this and solidifying something so that when it comes time to share it, when I'm ready to, to bring it on the road, then I'll, we'll be ready to go. Cool. And the good thing about this being a podcast yeah. is someone could hear it the day it comes out or they could hear it a year from now. And by then you could have, you know, new music yeah. out, you could have more shows happening. What's the yeah. best way to find you online and sort of keep in, keep track of what you're doing as far as shows and releases and things like that? Well, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, not yet on TikTok. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm an old dog, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's Salab Music with a Q-U-E French way. it's French. Yeah. Um, and I have a website as well. Um, but yeah, social media is definitely the, the easiest way to find me. L'air glacial arrive soudain Pour seconder ton noir dessin Le tonnerre qui retote C'est l'orage qui mijote Au bout du télescope Une bouée qui flotte Le capitaine a pris le port Et tu avances dans le brouillard Y'a rien à faire que d'écouter Les pétards de sonner Attendre que la paix et le calme Passera un jour Et moi j'attends le départ du vautour Tu fonces droit devant 
Sorti de sa cage Régime de neuvaine et de patience Pour naviguer la turbulence On garde l'œil sur l'horizon Qui invoque le changement de saison Il a rien à faire que d'écouter Les pétarades sonner et attendre que les nuages se dispersent La tempête passera un jour Et moi j'attends le départ du vautour Du coin de l'œil je suis Qui s'était voilé derrière tes yeux enragés Et peu à peu on verra la corne de bois. 